Good evening. Turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. And greetings from the foothills of the coastal range. Uh, we pray for you here in Portland, and uh, we thank you for your prayers for us. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. It's a very simple verse. It says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Uh, normally, when we recite this verse, we tend to think of the in everything give thanks portion. Uh, but the second half is something that I remember as a young person uh, wondering about uh, myself. It says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I think we understand the word will. Uh, you know, if I tell you I will do something and then I don't do it, we know that the will is more than just what we say. Uh, if I uh, purpose to get something done and, and uh, realize it to the end, then I can say I set my will toward it. Uh, we know that the will is a very powerful thing. Uh, I've read a number of accounts uh, in World War II and such of people who were in uh, horrible conditions uh, in prison camps and so forth. And, and uh, some of the testimonies that I have read indicated that they, they overcame or they, they saw themselves through that. Uh, they said, I willed myself to do it. So the will is a very powerful thing. And really, uh, God's will is functionally not unlike our own. It's still the same. Uh, God purposes to do something or purposes to see something through. Uh, that's the will of God. Uh, but I remember as a young person, the, the, the phrase concerning you was the phrase that, uh, that I wondered about as a young person. I don't know, maybe, maybe that's changed, but I, I don't think so. Uh, I think that young people generally wonder, uh, what is the will of God for me? Uh, what is it that, that God wants from me? What is it that God uh, desires in my life? And if you're anything like I was as a young person, sometimes you kind of let that get in your way. Uh, I, I would uh, perseverate over the will of God on occasion and, and wonder whether or not it was the will of God to do something to the point where I missed an opportunity uh, because I was so uh, concerned that I would not be able to discern the will of God. I think it's a, it's a natural thing. I think it's a natural thing for us to be concerned about whether or not we are truly understanding. I, I remember when I moved to Dallas over 25 years ago. Uh, that was a definite call that I felt on my life for, for God to, to take me there. Uh, but I was still a mixed up young guy. Uh, but I, I wanted, I purposed, I wanted to please the Lord. I wanted to do what was right. And, and I felt like he was calling me to Dallas. And, and I prayed for a year's time on that, that particular issue. Lord, is this right? I'm going to proceed. I'm going to go this way because I feel like this is what you want. And if, if you don't want me to go this way, then you, you put all the roadblocks in my path. Uh, well, I moved to Dallas. Uh, and I've been there for, like I said, over 25 years now. Uh, you know, the, the, the Lord put a call. And I, and I went and I wanted to know if that was right. And, and you know, the Lord was faithful. So young people, I, you wonder, you know, what, 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 what is the will of God for me? What college should I go to? Uh, where, 
uh, you know, should I get married? Should I uh, adopt? Should I uh, go to college or the trades or something else entirely? You know, what, what, where should I live? What should I do? And, and, I, and I watch young people sometimes struggle with this. Oh, Lord, just show me the direction. Just show me what is, is meant to do. Well, I can tell you that that is not just a young person's ailment. Uh, I know, um, I don't know if it's okay for me to pick on Brother Darrell, but um, I'm going to anyway, so he's, he's good-natured. But uh, Brother Darrell, still, I'm sure that he brings things before the Lord wondering what the will of the Lord is. In fact, that's one of the things I think we appreciate about Brother Darrell is that he brings those things to, to God. So, so it's not just a young person's affliction. We all want to know, what is the will of God? What is it that God wants us to do? Uh, we read accounts in the, the Word of God uh, talking about different people who, who brought their need before God so that they could get an answer for it. I read it like Hezekiah's response. Or no, it was, part, uh, yeah, it was Hezekiah. He, he brought the letter before God, the, the menacing letter from his, his enemy. He brought the letter before God and basically said, God, what are you going to do about this? I like that. Uh, he, he didn't even have to wonder. He just said, Lord, this is the problem. You said you'd be with us. What's going to happen? He knew he didn't have a chance. And so we wonder. We read of different people in the Word of God who had similar questions. We turn to Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12, verse 28. Now, Mark has... Uh, you've heard this before, and we normally read it out of uh, Matthew or Luke. Uh, and, and it's about the, the lawyer who is tempting uh, the Lord. But I, I don't think this is about that lawyer. I think this might be about somebody who, uh, who heard. Uh, but it goes on here in verse 28 and says, One of the scribes came, and having heard them uh, reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, of course, that Jesus had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Verse 29, and Jesus answered him, the first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is, uh, the Lord God, Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, uh, is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And it says that the scribe took this to heart. I mean, I could read it here, but he, he says he took it to heart. He says, yeah. I get it. And the Lord noticed that he was, he was answering discreetly. He, he really had an honest question, and he asked that question. He wanted to know, what's the will of God? What is the will of God? What, what is the greatest commandment? What is the, the thing that I, should be, that I should be purposing to follow? Uh, we see that Nicodemus, in John chapter 3, had similar questions. Uh, there was a man of the Pharisees. This is John chapter 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, but no, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Now, you didn't hear a question in there, did you? But it's implied. Uh, Nicodemus, I mean, one of the reasons did Nicodemus come to Jesus by night other than to have his questions answered? What is the will of God? What is the right thing? What is the, the thing that, that we should focus on? You know, in Nicodemus' day, they probably had a lot of questions. Should we, should we rise up against the Romans? Or should we just, just take what they do? Should we, uh, should we be instituting reform in, in the priesthood? What should we be doing? What, what is the will of God? And so he asked this question. Well, 
What is the will of God? You know, Jesus didn't waste any time. He went right for the the source of what was going on in Nicodemus' life. And there he tells him, he says, you must be born again. He didn't tell him how to, uh, to, to conquer. He didn't tell him what college to go to. He didn't tell him what, uh, what thing to do. He, he, he told him he needed to be saved. Uh, we read uh, in, in uh, John chapter 3, verse 15, it says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That's the will of God. That's the will of God. I, I want you to soak that in for just a minute. All of these other things that that God would have us do, all the other things that God tells us in His Word to do, the central theme, the core, the will of God is that we be saved. The central theme throughout history is that, that He would be able to save those and bring them to heaven with Him. God is not willing that any should perish. John 3.16 is right there next. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the will of God. That's the will of God. And, and young people, when you're, you're concerned about whether or not it's the will of God for you to do something else, just put it in the light of eternity. Put it in the light of God's love for you. Because the central message is the same. God wants people to be saved. And uh, God isn't looking uh, for people that quandary constantly over what's going on. You, you can ask all sorts of questions of God and say, Lord, should I buy the, the Nally chili or should I buy the other one? Uh, you know, I don't know. If you have a gastrointestinal issue, that might be a good thing to ask. I don't know. The, the, the question, though, you can get right down into that and you can paralyze yourself with these nitty-gritty questions that really God just says, buy chili. Just survive. Just eat. He's not so concerned about all of that. Even, even with college, things that we think of as big decisions like college and so forth, God is like, just try it and I'll tell you if it's the right one or not. Just step out in faith. Because the central theme is not that He's going to send young people to here and there. The central theme is that He wants young people to work in His vineyard so that others can be saved. The central theme is that He wants to take as many people to heaven as will come with Him. And so the things that God has for purpose for you uh, to do all involve having other people get saved. Well, first it's you getting saved, but beyond that, The will of God is that you would be a part of His kingdom. You would be a part of His work that He can use you to preach the gospel to those that you come in contact with. You will meet people that I could never meet, that Brother Daryl could never meet, that Brother Eric could never meet. And honestly, it's not our job anyway. Uh, The Lord wants to work through you. He doesn't send you out to save people. He sends you out to to tell your testimony. He sends you out to to give the good news that Jesus saves. Because you know the Spirit is already there. The Spirit is already working on that individual. Oh, don't don't worry about what the, the will of God is in that sense. God is looking for consecrated young people. Is it God's will that you be sanctified? Yes, because the model that God gave us uh, there in the Old Testament with the, the priesthood and such, as those priests were meant to be those that, that gave the law and the gospel, uh, or pardon me, gave the, the law of God to the people. Holiness under the Lord, it said. 
God wants you to be holy. That's, that's, there's no question about that. Uh, do I need to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Yes, because God wants to send you into places uh, that you might be uncomfortable with. Uh, and He wants the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom. He wants the Holy Spirit to give you unction. He wants the Holy Spirit to give you boldness. The will of God is that people get saved. The will of God is all around the salvation of humankind. So don't worry so much. I like what some of these others, if you read Amos. Amos was just a, he's just kind of a rough and tumble guy. You read about Amos and Amos says that he didn't go looking to be a prophet of the Lord. Uh, Amos says, I was a herdman of the, of the, of Tekoa. And the Lord, the word of the Lord came unto him. Uh, he didn't go trying to ask God, you know, Lord, uh, am I supposed to be a prophet? Am I supposed to be this? He didn't, he didn't worry so much about that. The call came to him and he was consecrated and he gave it all to God. Uh, we read the same, uh, in other places. We, we read of David. <laughs> David is probably one of my favorite characters in the Bible. But, but David, uh, he, he he didn't ask, uh, Lord, should I go after the, the sheep, the lost sheep? Should I go after it? He just went. He, he didn't he didn't uh, worry about, okay, well, is it right for me to go? I mean, I might be endangering myself. I might, you know, my family might miss me. He didn't worry about that. He just went. He, he didn't uh, perseverate over it. And the same held true when he came to uh, to uh, to the battle there. He says, is there not a cause? Uh, here, uh, there's a challenge. Uh, the, the, the people of God are threatened. Well, uh, the Lord uh, doesn't need us to ask Him if it's His will if we stand. Uh, I can answer that question for you right now on the authority of God's Word. It's God's will that you stand for the gospel of, of, the G, of Jesus Christ. It's God's will that you stand uh, for the, the principles found there. It's God's word, it's God's will that you, you in this old uh, day and age, that you stand for Him in the face of all sorts of opinions and clamor. Fear just seems to run rampant today. Oh, the Lord, it's the Lord's will that you stand. The Lord's will that you, you follow. It's the Lord's will that when you go to college or you, you go to work or wherever you go, that you stand for Him and that you tell people your testimony. Is it God's call or is it God's will that you preach the gospel? I can answer that question. Yes. You might be struggling with whether or not God has called you to, to preach from the pulpit. And that's a calling and, and that's a, a good thing for you to consecrate and get that out from before the Lord. But God has called us all to be preachers of righteousness. God has called us all to be preachers of the gospel. If you have a testimony, if Jesus has saved you, then you have the call to preach to the next guy with that message that Jesus saved you. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry even so much if you're called to preach uh, from the pulpit. I like uh, the story of, of Elisha. What was Elisha doing when he was called? He was plowing in the field. That's it. He was doing his part. He was out plowing in the field. And here, here comes uh, uh, Elijah and, and puts his mantle upon him. And he knew exactly what that meant. Why did he know what that meant? Because he was consecrated before God Almighty. 
You see, it's not so much about searching for the will of God in every little thing. It's, it's about being a consecrated young person for God. It's about being all in and saying, Lord, I want to see your will done. I want to see people saved. I want to see people know the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm in. Show me my part. That's what God's looking for. Oh, don't get me wrong. There are challenges that we face. There are things that we should bring to the Lord. There are things that that we, we bring to Him and say, Lord, I just need to know your will. Jesus gave us that model. That we bring things before the Lord. We, we agonize maybe even and bring them before Him and we, we let our petitions know, be, uh, be known before God and then we, we say that all important phrase. Thy will be done. And rest assured it will be. If your purpose is the will of God, rest assured it will be done. That's what God's looking for. He doesn't have to, to, to worry about it. I told you that when I moved to Dallas, that was what the Lord called me. I was very naive. If you look at it from an outward perspective, I probably shouldn't have moved. It wasn't only the grace of God that had me move, but it was the grace of our pastor in Dallas and the people that I slept on their couch and all of that. But the call was still there. You know, you may not know all the whys and wherefores. You may not be able to understand uh, the next step even. Well, that's where God's Word comes in. That's where trusting this God comes uh, into play. Uh, for we don't, walk by fa- or we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. Uh, this uh, scribe that asked this question, actually the lawyer that asked the question, if he'd been willing to hear the answer about uh, serving the Lord, you know, he, he summed up all the law and the prophets, but, but, but he even said there, you know, we, we need to love the Lord. Why do we love the Lord? Because... He loved us because of the plan of salvation. Why do we love other or our neighbors? Maybe you've wondered that on occasion if you've had some difficult neighbors. But why do we love our neighbors? Because God loves them. Because God has the same plan in mind for them that he had for you, and that's that they be saved. That they find a peace in their heart. That they find a, a home in heaven with him. Oh, I, the more I dig into the Word of God, the more I, I'm in the gospel of Jesus Christ, I, I'm amazed at the, at the mercy of God, the, the long-suffering and the patience of God. Oh, He loves us. I've thought about that in the Revelation chapter 13. I've wondered sometimes why does the Lord spend any time with us at all? I mean, we consider humanity's history. And we consider uh, that through uh, one man, uh, sin entered into the world and death by sin. And you think of the, the rebellion so quickly, so quickly after even Adam. The rebellion that took place and you think, why would God mess with all of that? it says that he knew what he was getting into. In Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, it says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book. This is uh, the Lord Jesus. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. 
That's the love and the mercy of God. He understood that we would rebel. He understood that, that, that humanity would, would fall. And he was already preparing the remedy. He already was figuring it out because that is the will of God that we be saved. That, that people hear the gospel message. And so whatever has been uh, worrying you as a young person as to whether or not it's the will of God to do, you know, uh, just step out in faith. Lord, I want to do your will. And if you truly mean that, if you truly mean that from the bottom of your heart, the will of God will be done. You're, you can't prevent it. If your purpose is to serve the Lord and you mean that from the bottom of your heart, the Lord will direct your path. He has promised us that he will do that. Oh, the Lord has so many things for consecrated young people to do. And so tonight, I'd like to ask you that question. Are you consecrated before the Lord? Have you given it all? I I heard an account, I think it was Brother Rural Green, and I, Sister Cheryl will correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I, I think it was Brother Rule. He, he, he uh, was concerned about whether or not he should go to, to China, I think it was. And so he consecrated that before the Lord. And the Lord never called him there. I think I have this right. You can check with me later. But anyway, but he said it is, it's written in heaven that he, he went to China because he had consecrated before the Lord. That's what God is looking to you. He, you may not know what the next step is. You may not know where God is calling. You don't, may not even know what tomorrow holds. Just consecrate tomorrow to God. Just consecrate it to Jesus. Just say, Lord, it's yours. Whatever it is, it's yours. I give you everything. A purpose in your heart. A young person came to me one time and uh, knew that I would be pastoring in Dallas and said, what can I do for, for Dallas? And my response to that young person was, get your baptism. You know, really, seriously, young people, follow after the Lord. Be consecrated, fully invested in the gospel of Jesus Christ, and you will not uh, want for something to do in the gospel. Uh, God will direct your path. He will show you the next thing, because that's what God's all about. The next thing is, who else can be saved? Who else needs to hear my testimony? Who else can I touch with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Where can I stand for the gospel? And God will point that place out for you. God will uh, be faithful to you. He has been faithful through generations, uh, through the people here in the Bible, the people here uh, that have testimonies. Uh, God has been faithful and he will be faithful to you. Seek the Lord. Consecrate your life completely to God. And God will not disappoint you. He will have a life of adventure for you. Maybe in China, it might be right here next door. But God will be faithful unto you. The song is 267 and the altars of prayer are open.